This is Tipton Girls Basketball Coach Matt Bolcher, and you are listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. and welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stonebreaker. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast so far this season. It's been fun to put together, and the coaches have been great to work with. This will be the second-to-last podcast of 2020. There will be no podcast next week as I'm traveling west to see family. But I'll be back for another podcast shortly before the new year. Some exciting news to share. This week I was informed by email that this podcast is finished in the top three in our newspaper class for the 2020 Iowa Newspaper Association's Better Newspaper Contest. In February, I'll learn if the podcast will be a repeat champion as we took the category last year. It's tough competition, and the Tipton Conservative is in the largest category for weekly newspapers statewide. Thank you for your support in this project, and especially a big thanks to the coaches who give me 20, 10 to 20 minutes, I should say, each week as they're the real stars of this program. With that said, on this program are Tipton Girls Basketball Coach Matt Bolger, West Branch Girls Basketball Coach Jared Ty Lee, North excuse me, Nottaway Valley Girls Basketball Coach Brian Eisbach, and Wilton Girls Basketball Coach Jake Serrata. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. <laughs> Just like the ones I used to know Where those trees are Listen and children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow Welcome back to the Coach Smart Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Girls basketball coach Matt Bolger. Coach, welcome back. Thanks a lot. We have a few games to talk about. Wapalo, Midland, West Liberty. We are getting closer to Christmas break. How are things going? Uh, uh, things are going. You know, it's just kind of just choppy, I guess, is a good word to describe it. I feel like we show some signs at times. and um, I think it's tough for us right now to put together a full four quarters of solid basketball. And that, you know, that's understandable considering, you know, I think where we've been in the past and everything new and still have – you know, kind of a, a roster and flux a little bit just due to some things beyond our control and things. And so it, it's hard to get consistency and hard to get, um, you know, 32 good minutes yet. But, again, as I've said, I think every week they keep coming back. They keep working hard, trying to figure things out and get better, and that's really all we can ask of them. You guys came into this week uh, still looking for your first victory. 
and we're glad to report you guys got it. We'll talk about this uh, here in a little bit. You guys won 45-20 to 20 this past Monday at Midland. Um, nearly got it uh, the previous uh, Saturday. I'm sorry, the previous Friday uh, at Wapolo. Um, but broke through, and, you know, you guys have played this, you know, you kind of have to look at it week by week, and maybe you guys do it even day by day as far as improvement. And, you know, coming out of mid-prairie, that was kind of a, you know, from back-to-back games with Regina to mid-prairie, it was interesting. And then you guys got to West Branch, and we talked about how, you know, the points weren't there, but a lot of other things were there. And then you guys didn't play against Northeast because of covid but you did get a game against Wapolo. Um, I know you've kind of had a short list or at least a, a fluid list of uh, potential um, plug-and-play teams potentially. You know, uh, with COVID, you just have to. I, I, I would assume as a coach, have to have some of those things if you want to get the games in. Um, is that kind of how Wapolo came about then? Yeah, I think they, they kind of initiated it just because they were supposed to play Northeast on that Saturday, and then uh, the team they had originally been scheduled to play Friday was also in quarantine, so they kind of put two and two together and I think contacted us early, and um, it worked out well. I thought I thought that was a good opponent for us just because, you know, I thought it was an opponent that matched up well with us. I thought we could compete with them, and um, that proved to be the case. I know the score doesn't really look like it completely, but... Uh, we got our first, I mean, we won the first quarter. We had a really, really bad stretch right before halftime, which we we seem to have a stretch most games anymore, it seems like, where we just have trouble scoring and the other team goes on a little bit of a run. And we're close, and all of a sudden that it becomes like a 10-digit margin where we're behind, and that's just that's tough for us to make up right now. But um, it, was, it was a good experience for the girls. Um, I think anytime we can step outside of the RVC right now, just because the RVC is so solid from top to bottom, is just going to help us to really get some confidence built and really try to work on some things that maybe we don't get to. I don't know. We can't. We can't do certain things. I think against certain opponents in our league, and so we're able to try some new things and see how they work. And that's kind of what we did with Wapolo. Um, I thought we played. I don't know. I, I just didn't think we had a lot of energy, especially the second half. So we actually let some of our some of our subs kind of get some more minutes there in the second half, and I thought they played really, really well, really enjoyed watching them, and I think that provided a spark for us that we've been looking for here so far this season. So there were some good signs, even though the, we, we came out on the losing end of that game. Quarter scores were really close. Besides the second quarter, you guys were up by 210 to 8 at the end of the first quarter. That 20-9 run kind of, um, unfortunately, was just too much to overcome. You know, it wasn't... It didn't seem like a lot of point difference in the second half, uh, you know, within uh, a five-point difference there of, of Wapolo. But, you know, when you're fighting from behind, sometimes, you know, kids can do math too, you know, and um, yeah. it just it is what it is. So Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, you always have games like this. You go in with a scouting report, you know, so-and-so is a shooter we need to identify, so we did a good job with that, and then we said so-and-so not so good of a shooter, so we can, you know, we can we can be late there, we can give a step, and of course that was just one of those games where one of those non-shooters hit three threes, and that's, that's just tough to overcome, and uh, yeah, it just, it, was, it wasn't our night exactly. Um, we, I just, I thought we, we didn't handle the ball as well as I thought we would against them. We, we continued to turn the ball over too much. 
I thought we made some strides there. We kind of figured some things out eventually. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we, we dug ourselves a hole, and it was too big of, for us to get out of. Alex Hoffman had 11 points, 9 points for Rachel Bierman and Allison Nash. Uh, 12 rebounds for Liz Bierman. That's a career high and a season high. Six of those offensive. Yeah, I think that was Liz's best game by far just because she was very, very active on the board. Um, I I didn't really realize, watching film back is kind of when I realized just how active she was on the boards. But, I mean, I think that's kind of her figuring out her role there. You know, she's not maybe as much of an offensive threat from outside as some of our other girls, but she can really get the job done inside, especially on the rebounding side of it. And I think she, I mean, she did that um, against Wapolo and then had a couple other games where she's had some pretty good numbers for boards. So I, I hope that's her figuring things out and us figuring out how we can use her. You know, 20 points out of the Beerman twins is also good. Rachel had eight, uh, six steals for Allison Nash and another uh, one of those numbers uh, season best. Kind of picked up the pressure there as the game went on. The the key for her is just kind of figuring out, hey, I can do this the whole game, and kind of, uh, you know, one of my assistants is very perceptive, and he's like, I think you know she plays better playing faster. She she needs to, you know, pick up higher, pressure the ball more, and I, and I think he's right. The, the hard part is she started to get herself into foul trouble a little bit consistently here, and and we have a couple girls that are are doing that more and more, and so. It's just like, uh, you know, we're rolling the dice a little bit if we do that. But at the same time, um, I think for her to play her best, she does need to kind of play faster. And so we're probably going to work on her really trying to pressure the ball more because you saw the you saw the result there when she was able to do that. I was going to ask, did you get home? You guys get home okay Friday with uh, weather wise, or had it started by that time? You know, the the forecast just kept delaying a little. Like, every time I looked, it pushed the snow back a little more. And so we were able to get – we just had to drive through rain, which was – it was pretty uh, – it was a pretty steady rain there throughout the trip. But luckily it didn't turn over to snow um, until morning. And, you know, we did we did wind up practicing Saturday morning just because we had a game Monday. And so I woke up and, you know, I haven't been in Iowa for a few years. And so I told the girls, you know, I thought about – you know, I just – I sent them all messages, making sure they could get there safely and whatever. And then after we talked, I said, where I was last year, if there was a chance of snow, we had to cancel. But being in Iowa now, you know, I expect a little bit more if they could handle it. And they were all there. We had a really sharp practice Saturday morning. And I think that carried over to our game on Monday. Monday was the game at Midland Tri-Rivers Conference foe. And, you know, one that... Historically, we've done pretty well. We've won the last six now with the 45-20 victory over the Eagles Monday and 8-4 and four over the last 12. Um, we saw some good things come out of that game, Coach. Yeah, I uh, I was really happy after the game. And I, I told the girls that I thought, you know, we, we played to our level as opposed to maybe playing to our opponent's level, which I thought was really good. We kind of clicked a little bit on offense eventually like we started slow again which unfortunately is kind of becoming a habit for us a little bit but um, I thought we pulled ahead a little bit in the second quarter we were down one um, at the end of the first but then we went like seven game minutes where they didn't score which was super big for us we got up about 11 or so um, maybe even 14 but then we allowed two shots there at the end so we went into the break and it was just under double digits I feel like well we were either up 11 or 9 and I just thought I wish we would have finished that quarter better 
And then the third quarter, again, we just kind of we started a little slowly. I called timeout early, and I just like, you know, where's our energy? What's going on? And then we just kind of we locked them up defensively. Uh, we got some good putbacks and just some aggressive play by Rachel and Alex scoring. And really, it was never in doubt about midway through the third quarter on. And that It was just kind of fun to see that because we played loosely. Um, I thought we moved the ball better. We really defended. So we saw a lot of good things there that, that we've been working on that finally showed up in the game. Overwhelming, the Eagles on the final quarter. 17-3 to run, you know, taking command, taking control, whatever you want to say, and, you know, taking over <laughs> yeah that was that was it and you know it's uh back well the evens were better for us you know scoring 35 excuse me 32 of our 45 in those two quarters um maybe we're going to start a new trend here <laughs> yeah i mean it was uh it was fun it was a lot of fun i mean my only if i'm being picky my only thing is we were very concentrated in our scoring and looking back it's like man we only had Basically, two girls scored almost all of our points, which is not a bad thing as long as we can get them shots. But uh, we'll probably need our supporting cast to step up here uh, going forward. But it sure was nice to see those girls. You know, if your best players are getting the most shots and they're falling, you're going to have a successful night, and that's what we were able to do. Rachel Beerman, double-double, 20 points, 14 rebounds. Alex Hoffman, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, and 2 of 4 from downtown. So, you know... Liz had another good rebounding night. Uh, Allie Nash had a good all-around night. You know, you have the guards coming along and Carly Langenberg, Ashley Hatland, um, Brian Wilkins, Lane Fitch, Taylor Wendell, you know, some of the kids you kind of rotate through and, um, you know, the the smiles underneath the I – mean, you couldn't see them, but I can imagine the smiles and the, just the uh, – under the masks and just, uh, you know, earlier this year I think it was you that said, hey, you know, just getting that first shot to fall is a big deal and stuff. And, you know, yeah. just getting that first win is a big deal. And now it's like, you know, a collective, whew, okay, now let's play basketball or something. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that in the locker room. Like, look, same thing. That first game, getting the first basket – was a relief once it happened and now get the monkey off your back with getting that first win and now we can move forward and I thought you know they were able to enjoy it and I told them it stinks just given our schedule that we can't enjoy it for more than one day or one night but that's just the way it worked but um, it really was nice it was nice to get one and nice to be able to to have that fourth quarter just kind of all right you know let's let's live it up a little bit let's enjoy what we're doing here um, not have to sweat it out till the end so that was that was a good night it really was Coach, uh, that takes us up to our last game we're going to talk about here. Class 3A, number 2, West Liberty came to town. Uh, a little bit of a, maybe a, a hungriness to the, to the Comets. Uh, you know, they had suffered their first loss the previous game against Bellevue. And I don't know, Grant rankings probably come out today or tomorrow, but Bellevue not being ranked at 6-0 and and having victories over uh, Monticello and uh, West Liberty. Yeah, you got to think they're going to come in uh, at some point. But, you know, West Liberty, um, they're not too bad. Yeah, yeah they're uh, very athletic. And you throw in some athleticism with, you know, a couple of legit basketball players and shooters, and <clears throat> they're tough, tough to guard. Um, you know, I told the girls, it is probably the least ideal team to be able to have to play back-to-back without any real practice and prep time just because they do some stuff on the defensive end that just 
it's just a little different than most of the teams we play. And obviously that showed up right away. Um, you know, I think we had first four possessions. We did not cross half court and turned it over. We get down 9-0 right out of the shoot. Um, and then we talked a little bit at timeout. I thought for the next 12 game minutes, we, I don't want to say we outplayed them, but I thought we were right there with them. Like we, we were there. We were down four at the end of the first quarter. I think it was hanging around five or six right there near the end of the second quarter. And then again, it's kind of another thing that's kind of becoming just a norm for us. End of the second quarter, we just, I think we give up a quick 5-0 run or something like that. And, you know, that five or six point deficit becomes double digits. And I think that's just a mental thing where, you know, single digits, okay. But once it hits double, it just, I don't know, it just, it, it makes us a little more, I don't know, we seem more desperate or, or we get more, I don't know, disappointed or depressed or whatever. And I, I thought that carried over to the second. Uh, again, we just go through these spurts where we don't score. And um, they did a really nice job making Rachel's life difficult. You know what I mean? Like they, if she caught it, they were around her. We did not get her the ball a ton. Um, so we kind of talked about how we can improve that going forward. And they had, you know, 26 or so offensive rebounds, and that's just way too many. And I thought, I thought they really, they were a lot more physical than we were, and that was disappointing because um, I just, I thought we backed down a little bit, and I just don't. That's just a part of this team that we're working on together because I tell them over and over, we will not be soft. <laughs> um, and I think it's just it's a mentality thing. And if you've you know been on the short end of the stick over and over again throughout your career, it makes sense that maybe you're, I don't know, you accept being pushed around or you accept maybe, you know, losing or, or not getting that loose ball where we're trying to switch that, you know, make that switch and, and trying to get after a little bit more. And so we really talked about that yesterday, just, you know, that's not okay. We're not going to accept that. Um, and, I mean, you know, you try to sell the positive. Like I said, for 12 minutes there in the first half, I thought we played right with them, you know. And if they are the second-ranked team in the state, and I think, you know, looking around, they absolutely are a ranked team in 3A just with how much talent they have and everything else. Um, I mean, we can do a lot of good things. But, again, at the end of the day, we got to take better care of the ball. And we got to be able to rebound. And I think those are two things that, you know, that's going to make or break us here going forward. 10 to 5 run in the first quarter, got the score to 14 to 10. West Liberty after the first, they outscored to 13 to 7 in the second. They led by 10 at halftime. And yeah, there wasn't really a, that big quarter. I mean, they kind of pushed in the third, you know, with a nine point difference. But, you know, we've had some quarters where it's been double digit difference. And that's kind of where um, we kind of lived on the edge of, you know, staying in the game and being out of the game. Is that fair to say in the second half? Yeah, I mean, we just – I don't know that we believe yet that we can compete with certain teams or for whatever reason. And so it's just like, you know, we get to that point where it's teetering and we don't really have that player yet where it's like, I'm going to get – I'm going to make a shot or I'm going to make a play and we're going to get back in this thing. Um, we still have the mindset where it's like, oh, no, things are starting to go bad. Here we go again. And so, again, I understand it. It, it makes sense. It's just trying to get these girls to believe that, hey, we don't, it doesn't have to keep going that way. You know, we just we always use a snowball metaphor that the snowball's going down the hill. There's two, four, six, eight-point run. we got to bust through the snowball and start climbing back up. And, um, you know, some, some games I think we, we take a little bit of a, 
pride in that and try to, to fight through. But I thought Tuesday night we kind of just let it the snowball roll over us and we just, I don't know, we we didn't have the fight there in the second half that I thought we needed. Um, we fouled way too much and we just kind of, we looked lethargic. And, you know, I realized we played back-to-back, but they were playing four games in five nights and they hadn't practiced a whole lot so far this year. And so, again, I didn't think that was a valid excuse for, for how we played and Again, they're very good, and I know that. I just wanted to see a little bit more fight out of us. Finley Hall with 17, Sailor Hall with 14, Macy Doffelt with 12 for the Comets. Alex Hoffman led us with 15.6 rebounds. Rachel Bierman with 9 and 9. So just missing a double-double for the second time in a row. Um, That takes us to the last stretch here, Coach. We're... Yep. You know, it seems like the weeks go slow, but the season's going fast. You know, uh, you, we have a couple road games to finish up at Monticello here uh, Friday and at North Cedar on next Tuesday. And, you know, so far so good with the weather reports. It looks like we'll have uh, both those games, I would think. Um, but, you know, we're, sw- we're going through the RVC North. You know, we've already had uh, a game with Northeast, but now we're getting two more before Christmas. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about, uh, not that the North is easy by any means, they just, I guess they're not as, they're not as highly ranked or thought of, I guess, so I'm hoping, you know, maybe our girls will, will buy into the fact that, alright, they're not ranked, maybe we can play with them, or whatever the case may be, um, I think it's hard to convince our girls right now when there's a number one or a number two in front of a name that we're able to compete with them, but Monticello, year in, year out, very solid, like they are they're well coached. They play hard. They're physical, and they're all—they're not all, but like eighty percent of them look like the same, like the same. Like they're five seven or five eight, long arms, um, and, and that trend has been since I was around the last time, and it seems to be the same. Um, they're running some of the same stuff. Uh, they just—they've had a big here the last years, and they don't have that post presence as much that they did previously, which I think probably helps us um but they're not afraid to post up anybody whether it's a guard or a post they just they're very comfortable being physical and getting the ball inside um they like to press and run and so it'll it'll be a good test for us i like i don't know just watch them i like how we match up i think i feel comfortable with that um uh we just we're gonna take care care of the ball and rebound like i said earlier with west liberty so i mean if we can do those two things i think we compete very well with them Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast here this week. We'll catch up um, soon to talk about these last two games. Good luck. Have a good holiday and Merry Christmas. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you.
Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with West Branch girls basketball coach, Jared Ty Lee. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. We have some games to talk about, conference games nonetheless. Let's start real quick. Tipton, you guys hosted the Tigers on December 8th. You guys picked up your third straight win to start the season, 52-22. How'd that go? It went, it went all right. Um, you know, I, with Tipton having a new coach, who we've seen before, but still you don't know um, fully what to expect. You have somewhat of an idea um, just from watching film and knowing him. Uh, what he'd like to do in the past, but um, you know, I, I thought uh, I thought we did a fairly good job of you know just being steady throughout the whole game um, and, and making runs when we need to. You know, they did a good job. I thought Tipton did, did a good job of working their half court offense um, um, to me, which kind of slowed the game down. And, and I think everybody knows we want to play a little faster. And and uh, you know, and, and I thought we did a fairly decent job of being patient defensively. And, and and uh, and you know, being solid, and then you know we got a little run there at the end of the first half to kind of separate ourselves, and then um, from there I just felt like uh, we did a good job of, of being steady. Coach, you know, one of the things I think that separates you from other teams is, you know, runs can come from different ways. And one of my um, favorite things to watch when you guys go on runs is the element of the perimeter game. And you guys, um, you know, if a team's getting finding themselves in a run and then you compound the situation by hitting a few outside threes or shots like that, you talk about breaking a spirit, breaking stuff. I mean, that's like the the equalizer. Um, I, I find it hard for teams to kind of pick and choose, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, and, and if we're making shots, obviously that's, that's to our advantage. And, and uh, you know, you can tell when, when um, you know, when, when teams are – you know, are, are playing well against us, and, and if we're able to, you know, knock down a three and get a stop and go down and knock down a three, it, it, it deflates other teams, whether it's us or whoever it is. It's just basketball, but it does. It deflates other teams, and, you know, the game can go from tied to a six to a nine to a 12-point lead just like that, and, and it changes the game in a hurry. And, you know, when we're shooting the ball well, um, we can go on runs like that. When we're not, what we do need to do a better job of is, is creating offense with our defense so when we're not shooting it so well, um, we can still make runs, um, maybe not as quickly, but we can still go on runs using our, our defense to our advantage. Third straight win over the Tigers, third straight game where you have not allowed 25 points from Tipton in any of those three games. Coach, you guys uh, were ahead 18-12 to 12, um, in the early or mid to early stages of the second quarter. And then you kind of took control. You guys went on an eleven to zero run to end the first half, up twenty nine to ten, and some of those shots started to fall. And then you guys came out. It seems like uh, this is call, a calling card. It seems like of such. Uh, you guys, I, I'm at. This is just my my impression. Maybe uh, maybe there's nothing to this, but it seems like you guys have outscored all your opponents in the third quarter, or very close to most of the games here early on and you know even that you know teams go into halftime like okay if we make this adjustment this adjustment and then you guys come out and take any steam they have away and that's another uh feather in your guys's cap yeah and it's 
that's something we put an emphasis on, you know. Um, first four minutes of that third quarter, we want to come out and, and you know, either separate ourselves for good or if we're, they were in a tie ball game or whatever, or we're even down. You know, those first four minutes of the, to start the second half are always crucial for us, and, and we do. We put an emphasis on it, and we talk about it. And, um, you know, and, and our kids um, have executed that, you know, to this point. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's just something we got to um, continue to put an emphasis on and, and, you know, and continue to make it a big part of our game because I do. I, I, I think games can be swung in those first four minutes regardless of what the score is at half and teams can get back in games or teams can separate themselves from you or whatever it may be. And, and we need to make sure we take care of those uh, that four minutes first. You guys didn't have a lot of rebounds, but I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't say this. It seemed like in this game that when you did have rebounds, they were for two-point putbacks. And maybe I'm off, but that's what I remember in the first half and during that run and you know a little bit in the third quarter. It seemed like if there's ever such a thing as a strategic rebound uh, or efficient rebound, maybe that's what I'm looking at. Um, you guys had some of those. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Uh it was a weird stat, even after the rebounds at all, which was weird. Um, probably the lowest total that I can think of in a super long time, if ever, since we've been coaching here. And, uh, yeah, it was weird, it, it, but it did seem like the ones that we got, we made them count. Um, but, yeah, it's just a strange stat for us to not have very many rebounds at the end of that game. Sasha Koenig, 23, Ryland Drucker had 10 and you guys shot almost 50% for the game. You guys were then had a road trip to Cascade on Friday and a little bit of an interesting game. You know, Cascade is, is a power. You know, you guys are a power. And, you know, this is one of the conference's marquee matchups. And, shoot, Coach, we're only five games into the season at that point. Yeah, yeah, and, and – uh... You know, Cascade played, played extremely well. They they shot the ball extremely well, and you you know what you're going to get from Cascade. You're always going to get their solid, um, just stubborn two three zone. And and if you don't make shots and you can't get stops against them in the in the half court on the defensive end, then you're going to be in for a long night. And you're allowing them to dictate the tempo, which is what they're really good at. They're very well coached and. They always have good basketball players, and you know, to their credit, they they made more plays than us that night, and and uh, it, we just came out a few points short, and and uh, credit to, to Cascade. You guys fell behind by five after the first quarter, fourteen to nine. You guys outscored them by seven to take a two point halftime lead, and then it looked like a dogfight. You know, you, the game got to overtime. Um, you know, they outscored you in overtime uh, by three, which was the final score. Um, Sasha fought out in that game. Not an excuse by any stretch, but, you know, you take out a ball handler, a uh, 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 perimeter threat, uh, drive threat, um, you know, five games in, and, you know, they they get a boost. You know, they, they've won the last five now, and, um, yeah, it's just it's hard to, hard to score yeah, sometimes. And- Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, 
what I was what I I'd be remiss to say if our kids did a did a great job of battling you know battling to get that game into overtime because with a few minutes left it it didn't look great for us but uh, you know we got rebounds when we needed to and Sash made a outstanding play at the buzzer to get the ball all the way to the rim from half court and just over three seconds and forced it into overtime and. Um, but yeah, we just, again we just came up a few few baskets short, and it's it's it, it's two parts. It's we made some mental mistakes, especially defensively, and and just did some silly things. And but again, it, it, I'm not here to take credit away from Cascade. They made shots, they made plays, they got the ball to the right people at the right times, and and they deserve to win, you know. And and uh, and it, it's a learning lesson for us as a coaching staff. It's a learning lesson for our kids as a, as, as a team and. Um, we just need to make sure we get better from it and learn from a game like that. You know, they may look at this game and um, sophomore Alyssa Lux may this may this may put her on the map. You know, she has 24 points, and from what I understand, she's maybe that next great Cascade guard. Is that? I mean, she's a pretty good player then. Yeah, she, yes, absolutely. She was good. Um, both their guards were good. Number two and number four. Uh, two, the two best guards we've seen at this point. So um, I thought they were both outstanding, could shoot the ball, could put the ball on the floor and do different things. So, yeah, I mean, um, they're going to be a tough team to handle for anybody. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, they, they're obviously, like I said earlier, they're, they're well coached, and so you know what you're going to get from them. But, uh, again, just made more plays than us that night. You guys out-rebounded the Cougars, 31-22. Taya Young with 11. Kylie Pickett, 7 rebounds, 5 points. I know those two statistics, um, I I know you don't like to single people out, but I know you made mention of those uh, uh, when we talked for the paper. And, you know, having having Taya add that to her defense is, uh, (laughs) I I feel bad for the rest of the the South Division. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Taya's our energy. She does. She, she's just a battler, and, and um, she she does all the little things. And uh, to see her get that many rebounds is outstanding. And and you know she's she's tough, and uh, you know she does a lot of great things for us. She has for four years now, and and she she just attacks the game, and and I love watching her play. And and uh, you know she's going to be one of the one of the one of the players of ours that. We're going to continue to, to get on her back and have her continue to carry us through this senior this uh, this year, this season, as a senior leader. And and uh, you know, just like I said, her toughness and energy she brings it, it helps make our team go. Sasha Koenig, twenty-one points. Lexi Peak with eleven, four of six shooting, three of five from the three-point line. Season best for her. You guys. Uh, I know you don't want to. You want to win all the games. Uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, at the same time, you know, unfortunately, this was a Friday game, and uh, um, you had uh, um, to get back to work. You know, and you guys were supposed to play Solon here on Monday, but that was uh, postponed, or maybe it's been canceled now. I don't know, but um, you didn't play Solon, and you guys uh, went back on the road to Wilton. You'll finish on the road. Um, this was the first of three before Christmas. Wilton at Bellevue at Comanche. So, 
it looks like you're going to get the at least early weather reports. It looks like the longest road trips uh, um, are going to be knock on wood. I'll knock on my wood desk here for you that uh, you'll be able to get them in without uh, um, weather uh, issues at least. But going to Wilton, you know, Wilton's had a good start to their season. And, you know, they brought a lot of people back just like you did. Granted, you guys got to the state tournament. Uh, you guys have uh, been near the top of the, the division. And, you know, that you're, you're where they want to go, you know, and, um, early on, it was kind of tough. Uh, they got out eight nothing and um, kind of made some shots early. Yeah, and, and they're again, they they're a long team and they're an athletic team. Um, and and uh, Kelsey Drake is a is an outstanding player, and, and you know she she's worth it. Stops and goes. You know, I mean, you got to if you want to stop Wilton, you got to stop her and. And we did an okay job. We let her get in the paint a few times too easily, more easily than what we would like. But, uh, yeah, and then um, the coach's daughter, um, Serata Girl, she she made some big shots. I mean, she shot the ball extremely well. And, you know, they 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 had, they had also, they too had a good game plan. And they didn't back down, and nobody's going to back down. Um, and uh, I thought Wilton played really well. And, and again, on the other side, credit to, to our girls. Um, you know, they got down early, like that eight nothing, and then we were we were down again. Um, you know, in the second and third quarter, and in the third quarter, we went on a, a big run. We started making shots. I mean, we were five for twenty five shooting a three on the night, and uh, we found ways to to uh, get baskets in other in other ways. And one of those ways was off of our defense, like I talked earlier. And it's when we're struggling shooting the ball, we have to create offense with our defense and. And uh, our kids did a good job of that, especially in the third quarter. And we went on a nice little run. And then fourth quarter, um, you know, we went to the free throw line. We were 21 of 24 shooting free throws last night. And Sasha was 11 for 11. And, and uh, you know, it's, that's something that we've put an emphasis on for a long time, for years, as far as shooting free throws. And it's, it's what put the game away for us, you know. And, and uh, credit to our kids for, for clawing and scratching back to get – the lead in that game and then closing it out at the free throw line. Yeah, you guys made more shots than Wilton take tuck from the free throw line. And, you know, if if uh, the quickest way to kind of swing momentum is to attack, I, I would I contend and you guys have some attackers and um, you know, you had to do something. You you guys trailed by four after the first quarter, twenty three twenty at halftime and um, you know road game again and you guys are going to be on that and you know it's just one of those things you know it's i think this stretch of games is going to uh uh in the end you're going to have a lot of good come from that that you can point to this stretch you know lexi peak had another good three-point night uh, making half of her six attempts uh, she had 16 you guys had four double digit scores sasha had 20 Taya Young had 15. That's a season high for her. And then Rylan had 11. She also had seven rebounds. You know, just, you know, we talked about Taya having 11 rebounds last time. You know, Rylan having leading the team with seven. You know, that's what I'm taking from this stretch. You know, you're going to be without Kaya for, for a little bit, um, leading rebounder, second leading scorer. But, you know, not that you have to give permission for these other players to rebound, but it's interesting that, you know, that you, you, maybe you don't have to say that. You know, it's like, okay, this person's not here. We need that rebound. Go get the ball. 
Yeah, and actually, I did have that conversation with those two girls, and and I told them even with Delaney in the in the lineup, um, we need them to rebound. And yeah, Ryland and Taya have, have done an outstanding job rebounding the basketball um, the last few games. And and I want to point out Lex, like you mentioned earlier, you know she's she's probably been our best. She's been our probably our most consistent perimeter shooter so far this year, and and we're going to continue to need that out of her. She she has a lot of confidence. Um, and she does a lot of the little things. She's one of our better defenders, and and she's just very instinctive. But her shot um, ha- has helped helped us, you know, to this point. We needed to. She's an excellent three point shooter, and we need her to continue to let the thing fly. It's it's it's, we're, it's something that we're gonna rely on, you know, the rest of um, pre break these last few games for pre break and then after break. So um, just really um, proud and happy of you know the certain specific things that some of those kids are doing you know it's like uh you know you don't want this to be the highlight of the season by any stretch you hope that this uh this uh potential shooting can be for the season but as i look with the potential of having uh, a shooter on both wings and the top of the key you know crisp passing and then some rebounding underneath that's that's pretty tough coach yeah yeah and i think it's it, to our advantage, and, and um, again, you know, it, it sounds so simple, or you know, the simple answer is if you're making shots, you look pretty good. But it, that's that's our game. You know, we we shoot a lot of threes. It's just what we do, and and hopefully we make some of them, and it stretches the defense. And we see a lot of zone defense, and it opens things up a little more for us to get the ball in the paint when we're making shots. So. You know, we need Lex and Sash and Ryland to continue to knock down shots from the outside to help driving lanes open for Sash and Taya and whoever else it may be. So, yep, we're going to continue to need it, and um, hopefully we can um, keep making it a consistent thing. That's, that's the biggest thing. We just need to find that rhythm so we can keep it consistent. You guys had 13 assists off 19 baskets. I know that's uh, another thing you like to see as well. You guys go to Bellevue on the 18th, which is Friday night. You guys have a couple days off. Then you have Comanche next Tuesday. Some uh, RVC North Division games wait for the Bears. Yep, and we have Animos on Saturday. So um, we got a nice little three-game stretch here against the north side. And Bellevue is going to be – we can finally turn our attention to them, and they're going to be awfully, awfully good. I mean, they beat Cascade twice we lost to so um, they're going to have eyes on us they're going to have you know they look strong and, and big and um, you know we're going to have our hands full we're going to have our work cut out for us however you want to put it and we're going to have to play extremely well and I'm not just saying that I'm giving credit where credit's due they're the best team in the conference right now no doubt and uh, and we're going to have to go up to Bellevue and play our best game of the season if we want to try to win that basketball game so um, we we need to have a good practice again tomorrow before we head up there Friday and, and just go up there and play hard and play with energy and, and do the things we know how to do and, and you know, let the chips fall where they may. And we talked about the teams that who it should be a crime if they're not ranked and i didn't mention bellevue but i should you know uh they they also have a a victory over monticello their only loss the panthers only loss and you know 29 points at monticello that's that's another you have to pay attention to that too oh yeah absolutely i mean 
like I said, they're they're good and and they're going to be ranked for sure, and and they deservedly so. And um, they've got things going really well for them right now. And like I said, I, I can't I can't say it enough. We're going to have to play extremely well. We're going to have to play a, a very clean basketball game, take care of it. We're going to have to find a way to get rebounds, and and we're going to have to make shots. If we don't make shots, it's going to be a long night for us. So we're going to have to make shots and. And, and play solid defense and, and do all the things that we talk about and take care of those things. Um, and we're going to have to do those things just to, you know, just to be in the basketball game at the end of the night. So um, hopefully we can do those things and hopefully we can make it a game um, and give ourselves a chance in the end. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this week. We'll have a lot to talk about next time. Good luck. Go get him. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Go Bears. Welcome back to Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Nevada Way Valley Girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Coach, welcome on. Morning. Thanks for having me. You guys have a few games under your belt since last time we talked. We're going to talk about them here today. Uh, Southwest Valley, Wayne, and Bedford. Two of the three, the last two were on the road. Um, three of the first five, you guys have actually been on the road. How are things going? Going pretty well. Going pretty well. We... Uh... We uh, had Bedford uh, Tuesday night uh, down at Bedford, and then Friday night we were at Wayne, and that was uh, a nice two-hour drive with some snow on the way home. But uh, we started things off, I guess, since you and I last spoke with uh, Southwest Valley back on, I guess, last Tuesday. And Southwest Valley's a, a younger team, new coaches, and they're kind of getting things figured out. And uh, we won 66-23, to did some really good things. That's actually... Uh, Davis, who's a freshman for us, was her first career start in high school, and she came out firing, did a really good job on defense, and we were able to uh, get out and transition a lot and, and hit some shots, some shots that weren't falling the first two games uh, that we had. And then uh, went to Wayne and won by 35, and a lot of kids got minutes that, that maybe don't in closer games, and that's always a good thing. And, and the same thing uh, on Tuesday at Bedford. We had a 64-29 win, and tonight we face Martinsdale, St. Mary's. Coach, you guys overwhelmed teams, or at least so far um, in the first half. And, you know, Southwest Valley, you guys are up 44-12 to 12 at halftime. And, um, you know, is it fair to say waves come at you? Um, we'll get into this later, but um, I've kind of noticed maybe that's part of uh, getting a big lead in some of these games. It seems like a wave of points, a wave of defense, and just a wave. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, we Tuesday night at Bedford, I'll give you an example, I guess, of, of how we try to play. Um, we win the tip. It wasn't a clean tip, but we and we have several different tip plays that we try, and, and usually based on who we're jumping against. And, and Corinne Bonds, uh, our, our center, and she usually does a really, she always does a really good job on the tip. Sometimes they're a little higher than she gets, but 
we get the tip um, up the floor as fast as we can, get a good shot, make a three. They inbound it, we steal it, get a layup, and all of a sudden we're up 5 nothing, and that's literally nine or ten seconds into the game, and our kids are pressing, and their hands are up, and they're fired up. And, you know, as a coach, that's that's really my goal uh, for our squad is, is to have them, you know, that it's that, that relentless or re, relentless pursuit of relentlessness. Um, obviously, you can't jump teams, all teams that you see on your schedule, but um, that is definitely something uh, we work on a lot, and uh, we have been able to, usually for us, you know, our transition is our strong suit, and to get into transition, you have to rebound, and, and if you rebound and we get into transition, that's that's usually uh, where we find ourselves with, like you mentioned, waves of whether it's uh, you know whether it's a three-point you know rhythm three or whether we attack the lane and get either a layup or a pull-up or a kick out or we get fouled because we're being aggressive and, and get some free throws. Brian, the last time we talked, you were talking about um, re- you know areas you can improve in, maybe outside shooting, maybe rebounding, and you know against uh, um, Southwest Valley, six made threes in sixteen attempts and thirty-five rebounds, and you know message received. Sure, absolutely. That's yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that. Um, I think our kids have done a really good job uh, responding. Um, in fact, around the same time I talked to you is when we. Not that we don't always talk about it, but that has been a point of contention for us as coaches is, is trying to get these kids to do the little things every possession, you know, and trying to drill down in, into why it's important every possession. And, and although when you play a team that, you know, maybe is in a rebuild year or very young, you know, and, and things are a little bit easier for you, um, it's just as important then to do it every possession as if it mattered as much as it does in a very close, you know, postseason game. And, and I think we're getting there. We're making strides. Um, we're averaging 43 rebounds a game, um, and that's you know that is something that we track and we talk about after every game and in pregame and during the game and so forth. So, yeah, the kids have have really responded well, and and uh, so far so good. 13 offensive rebounds against Southwest Valley. Five different players with four or more rebounds. Lexi Scheich with nine. Max Vote, 23 points, 6 rebounds, 5 steals, 3 assists. Lindsey Davis, 18 points, 4 rebounds, 6 steals. That's the number that I think uh, is important in her stat line. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, you, like you mentioned, Maddox, I mean, uh, through 5 games, uh, after we got stats put in yesterday, she's at 23 a game for points, but she's averaging 5 steals a game, and that is a huge improvement over last year and it's not that she wasn't capable of it last year I think she's just really improved on her aggressiveness and and, and her will and, and as we all have I mean Macy Coons is almost at four steals a game uh, four assists a game um, and we don't we don't get real caught up to be honest Ryan we don't get real caught up in personal accolades and stats um, you know we, we talk more about the overall but we do share with the kids their plus and minuses and and you know who stepped up big and and we try to focus on the positives while addressing the things that need work. And I really think our kids have, have come out of the gate aggressive, um, hungry. I uh, feel like we have something to prove, and, and uh, you know, we'll get into, I guess, we, we see Atlantic on, not to look ahead of Martinsdale St. Mary's tonight, but we see Atlantic, a very athletic, fun-to-watch 3A team on Saturday, and that'll be our last game before break. And uh, I guess we'll really see how we stack up you know, come Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You guys went to Wayne next. You know, uh, 
last Friday, and you know I can attest that was not a fun fun trip home. I would imagine uh, I, I got into Greenfield uh, um, right as snow was starting, and you know from Des Moines to Greenfield, the temp dropped six degrees, according to my car, I guess. But you know, it also the snow and stuff. I know where Wayne is, and I I know you guys moved the game up to kind of, kind of try to beat that. And uh, that's, I think that's awesome too. That you know, both schools value that game, or at least somebody values the the, the sure. to play the game to to take those steps. You know, the boys also played um, earlier, so uh, seventy eight points scored, a season best so far, uh, in a in a, another victory. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, it was. Um, we uh, we took our press off early in the third quarter. And we started uh, putting in several subs, um, trying to keep kids fresh, but trying to get you know floor time for uh, for some of the kids with a comfortable lead that you know maybe don't get in um, if it's a five point game. But uh, Wayne left their starters into the very end, and we were still able to uh, to, to keep it to I, I, what was it? What'd you say? Seventy eight to forty three. Forty three. I didn't have it in front of me. Thirty five point win. So um, yeah, it was. It was. It was good. Kids really. Did a pretty, they're, they're athletic and tall. They're they're much taller than some of our players, and I thought our kids did a really good job of boxing out, and which usually leads to uh, success for us. So, yeah, it was it was a good game to get in. Two hours away, you really don't want to see that get pushed back into January and February because you yeah. really never know what the weather will bring then. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was a good night for all of us. Coach, you have a lot of juniors coming off the bench. Uh, some of them, Terry and Gettler, Aaron Ford, Whitney Lamb, uh, Madison Carson, some of the freshmen that were in that game, Georgia, Holiday, Bella Hogan, and Annika Nelson. Now, some of those names I just haven't said over the course of our, our talking. They've they've appeared here. Some of them, though, like you said, have not been as much. Yeah, and, you know, we, we try to play positionless basketball. Um if and when it's possible. Um, you know, some of the kids you mentioned, Georgia, Maddie Karstens, um, are kids that can really bang and post up, and, and they have some pretty decent moves. They can face up and shoot it, and they can handle the ball a little bit. So, I mean, sometimes it kind of depends on who you're playing and, and how they stack up, you know, as far as size and, and uh, skill and what they're working on or what kind of sets they run or what kind of defense they play. So you mentioned Annika Nelson. She's a freshman, very athletic um, I would say she probably by far has the best vertical on our team. Uh, she's probably, five, I don't know, I guess 5'8", but she's, I mean, literally, if, if you don't get a body on her, she will. I've asked her if she can touch the bottom of the backboard. She claims she can't, but uh, she's fun to watch. She's very athletic. And then Taryn Gettler uh, is a junior. She saw some some time in the last two years, but she's really worked hard, and she does a really good job. Uh, I'll joke with her as long as she doesn't reach in and foul. She does a really good job on defense and works really hard. Sees the floor really well. Has worked really hard on her shot. Um, yeah, and Whitney Lamb and Aaron Ford um, have both uh, seen some time lately and, and taken advantage of that as well. So we've got 12 on our varsity roster, and we try to, um, you know, like the old Noel Fonda method, if, if you press and you go hard, you get more kids in. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But so far uh, we've been able to balance out a lot of uh, playing time for a lot of kids well you guys are in a hotbed for you know overall history of iowa girls basketball you know and basketball means something in in uh, the union adair county area you know and um i'm sure that kids that are on your team you know they grow up seeing or hearing about stories and stuff and yeah it's a big deal to to be on a, a varsity floor and you know 
it's it's unique when teams keep their starters in for that long. So, I mean, it's like a win-win-win in a way. You know, it's like sure. you, it's not G, two JV or potential, you know, players that shuttle between uh, the two JV and varsity when you can have um, – it's like a bonus, you know, and I, I'm guessing you guys took some good things out of that. We did. We did, especially in our Bedford game. Uh, Coach, we had started sub, subbing some kids in um, right middle of the third quarter, and so we had some kids that, you know, may not get in um, in the first half or earlier in the second half that, you know, really got a quarter and a half of play. And, and you know, and that's something that Coach Sivage and I really have, I guess, in the forefront of our mind is, Especially after break, when we get back in a full swing of things, um, and the and the latter part of our schedule kicks in, you know, we are going to need our our top, say, seven, eight, nine kids to be capable of playing, you know, more than twenty minutes. Uh, especially as the competition grows and as we try to, you know, make that postseason run, you know, we can't we can't just rely on, you know. A, game participation at half you know we really got to start focusing on getting these kids some longer minutes and sometimes that's a double-edged sword because you do have kids that you know maybe are you know uh second string or maybe even third string that work just as hard at practice as as your starters and you want to reward that you know when you can but it is definitely a balance that we're trying to uh to manage and, and we'll have to do a better job of that you know after after christmas Coach, you guys are thirteen and one against Wayne in your last fourteen. You know the Bedford game kind of was one of those. Uh, it's almost like cut and paste. You know, you guys held Wayne and Bedford scoreless for long stretches in the first quarter, um, and you know you can't win if you don't score. You know, absolutely. And and you know I'd be lying if I if I said we. As coaches, we're not looking ahead to some of the competition that that we're going to see. Like, for instance, I mentioned Atlantic, you know, a team that's very athletic that has several kids that can shoot from outside and that can penetrate. And so, to be honest, what we did in the Bedford game was we tried to treat some of Bedford's personnel like Atlantic's, where if we know, say, Macy Coons is going to guard their their point guard, and let's say we're going to face guard, or we didn't necessarily face guard Bedford's guard, but you know, try to put some things in. So almost it's like a like a, an escalated practice situation where, you know, hopefully come Saturday we're ready to to operate like we need to. Um, and we've been really challenging our kids. You know, I think in the past we mentioned about some of the deficiencies we've had. You know, as far as rebounding and not boxing out in every possession. I also felt like last year, in the games that we lost, the three games that we lost last year, we didn't close out very well. And I'll take the blame on that, and as a coach, that's something that we've tried to, you know, explain in different ways and show different things to the kids. And I thought um, in that Bedford game Tuesday night, they really responded well. I think out of nine three-point attempts, uh, they made one, and I think maybe, you know, half of them were air balls or hit the backboard because of a really solid closeout, and that's something I'm proud of. That, you know, you try to, yes, it's a 35-point win, and everybody wants to talk about all the minutes everybody got, and we had, eight, I think, eight kids scored for Tuesday night, but as coaches, we were really kind of excited about the fact that they, they really kind of pushed each other to, hey, don't let your girl shoot it, you know, and that's that's something that we really have to, to continue to improve on because we are going to see the Atlantics and the Mount Airs and, and some of the other panorama, we see them again uh, in January, and they can light it up from outside too, so. Well, when you're saying that, Panorama is a ranked team in Class 3A, um, you know, Atlantic, a larger school, uh, would you say a regional rivalry sort of thing, or do you guys play them 
every year? I mean, it's... This will be the first game against Atlantic. We actually added them. Coach Barkison and I talk a lot. We, we've done some fall ball together. Um, he's a... Uh, I told the girls yesterday, he's, he looks just like me, only he's better looking. He's my height and bald as well. And he coaches a lot of sports in Atlantic. He's very invested in these kids. And, and you can tell by the way they play. They had two close lo- or one close loss to Creston at Creston. Preston's a ranked team, and uh, I think they lost by double digits the second time, but you know, they went down swinging. And Again, it'll be a fun game. Um, it'll be a stressful game. I won't sleep much Friday night. Um, you know, but it'll be, uh, it's definitely a, it's a, it's a winnable game if we do us, and, and it'll, it'll be a good measuring stick to see you know, where we're at going into, uh, into January for sure. You, know, you talk about closing out and some of those things, and you know those are skills that uh, always can be developed. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it, sometimes it's between the the ears too. You know, and uh, being a longer stretch and longer stuff, and yeah, you know, when you get into uh, uh, just say it, you know, a uh, one sided lopsided game, you know, it's easy to uh, lose that concentration, and I can see where that would be beneficial going into. Um, some of these games. I mean, later on, you got Clark. Clark's a larger school um, from a different conference. Uh, Red Oak uh, is a team coming in for senior night down the road. Uh, ACGC is a, maybe that's a, a rival. I don't know. Um, uh, it is, yeah. It's just like Atlantic. It's a game we added this year um, because they're kind of up and coming and, and uh, doing some really good things. And, and yeah, that is, that's, that's definitely the kind of the goals to try to get some more regional rivalries going. I mean, we've played Panorama forever and we've never been competitive enough but they, they thankfully stay on our schedule because that's a great game for our kids and and one that uh gives us kind of a, a postseason flavor and um, we've added acgc and, and atlantic and red oak this year as well red oak was a 3a state contender uh participant last year i know they've graduated quite a bit of talent and coach maddie down there is uh, struggling with covid and kids that have i think they're done till christmas or right after now so that's like the second time they're after a late start to their season because of it too so adversity there but um you know and that's i'll give you another example as far as closeouts you know we, we talk to our kids about there's certain calls that we have on defense where we want our kids to overplay passing lanes and really really guard out on the perimeter and you know in girls basketball a girl can either handle the ball or she can't and i feel like sometimes our kids are afraid that if they do that and get beat you know they're letting their team down and, and that's the thing we trying to get our kids to believe in the fact that you are athletic and you can do this and and they're starting to finally get it and and again that leads to transition points for us as well so you know when we talk about the increased steals this year that's definitely something that's starting to shine and and uh, we're pretty pretty excited about that you guys are tied for first with Linux and mount air in the conference uh, i don't know sort of i guess Linux three and one you guys and mount air are three and oh so technically i think you guys are tied even though you guys are undefeated. Um, in Martinsville, St. Mary's here is your next game. You know they they may be the you know they're they're scoring more than some of these teams. You know Wayne seven and two overall, but you know they don't score as much. You know Martinsville. Um, it'll be an interesting game. You know you made mention on the uh, our first podcast uh, segment about you know uh, who they lost and stuff, but you know they had a lot of girls watching that that those kids growing up. You, you know and it's interesting because you don't know how much the pull of, hey, it's our turn is going to have. Sure. Absolutely. And, and Coach Baker at Martinsdale, um, he and I have, have stayed in good contact. I mean, the first year I, I coached here two years ago, 
say comfortable, but a lead going into the fourth quarter, and we made some mistakes down the stretch, and they came back, and they hit a almost half-court turnaround, picked up the loose ball, threw it up, and it banked in. Actually, I think it swished, and they beat us at the buzzer. And then last year we go to their place. They hit a buzzer beater at halftime. It's a close game. Uh, Alyssa Davis, who was a senior, I think she hit five threes that night, one, one to seal the deal in overtime, and we beat them on their floor. And they had, I believe, three kids that went that are playing college basketball um, in and around the Midwest. And, and you know, it, it's a rebuild to an extent, maybe a rebuild year for Coach Baker. But you know, something that's always impressed me about him is, um, you know, he and I go back and forth and share film and ideas and, and whatever. And I had learned from another school that was asking for film on Martinsdale that um, he's had several injuries to deal with and and other things and you know that's something he's never mentioned to me so it just goes to show you know he's a he's a good coach and they have a good program we, we highly respect them and and uh, we hope that they're at full strength because if you play somebody you want to beat them straight up and and not have any silly advantages but definitely a game that you know if we come out flat and don't do what we're supposed to do you know as a coach that's definitely nerve-wracking so we've got to we've got to come out firing and, and take care of business and and do the little things well and um, it'll be a good challenge Coach, one more question before I let you go here. You know, it's a, your first three-game week of the season. Do um, you have any concerns going into this weekend, having three games under your belt? You know, yes and no. Um, fortunately, the weather has been decent this week. It's been cold, but, you know, I think uh, um, we should have a, a, get our game in tonight, and then uh, Saturday it's supposed to be nice, so, you know Anytime you have a three-game week, you know you never you never know if you're only going to get one or two of them in, and, and then you throw in COVID. So, I think uh, I think we're excited. I think uh, you know we're taking several days off over Christmas break, and and so obviously, and we've had you know Tuesday was not necessarily a close game, so we were able to to rest a lot of kids, and um, I feel like uh, you know our message to the kids is going to be very simple tonight, and then. We'll have one day of practice tomorrow before we see Atlantic on Saturday, and if if, if Saturday you know is as close as I think it might be, um, you know obviously the message to the kids will be during the game that you know you need to go as hard as you can because you got several days off and and go like heck. So I, I I don't think we're really nervous. We're excited for the challenge, and and obviously once you start getting into January, your 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 turnaround time is much less, and time for preparation is much less. So I think the kids have embraced it. They're very excited for tonight and and uh, this weekend. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. I look forward to catching up and talking about these uh, last two games this week. Good luck. Go again. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas.
Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton Girls basketball coach Jake Serrata. Coach, welcome on. Thank you. You guys had two games since the last time we talked at Monticello, home against West Branch, and Coach, that's by some uh, the favorites in each division. Is that um, fair to say? Yeah, I mean, both those teams are obviously well-coached, good basketball teams. Um, you know, the week before we had some big wins against uh, um, L&M and then our rival Durant. So, you know, we were sitting at sitting at three and one, then going to face two of the, you know, the, one of the better teams of the North and obviously number one ranked West Branch. So uh, we knew we had our work cut out for us, um, back-to-back games. So we, we was a good test to see where we're at and, and let the girls, you know, see where they're at when they're when they're playing the game. You guys started out the season three and one, a win against Comanche in the season opener. Louise Muscatine and Durant were also victories. Three losses have come against teams that are either unbeaten or one loss and in rankings should be in rankings. I mean, the rankings as of this recording are not out, but you alluded to top rank West Branch. Um, Regina is also un- unbeaten, and Monticello has one loss. And if those guys don't crack the top fifteen this week in two A and three A, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I mean, all those teams that you mentioned there are very good basketball teams, and um, we had our chances in all those games. Um, Monticello, we. Fell behind quickly, 14 to two. Um, fought back and took the lead going into halftime. So I was very proud of the girls how they fought on the road um, against a very good team. I thought we we stuck to our game plan. Um, we hit some big shots. Uh, a lot of people step up and, and do some good things for us that night. And unfortunately, we we fell short at the end. But the effort was there. The girls played extremely hard and. Um, I was very proud of how they played on the road against a good team like that. Monticello, you guys forced 23 turnovers. You had eight steals, so you kind of made them make some mistakes there. Yeah, I thought uh, our press was effective. Um, our half-court set defensively, I thought we, we did a nice job recognizing shooters. That's where we fell behind early on. A couple girls uh, got open on us, and <clears throat> we left them open for some quick shots early on. And We settled in, and we really played a nice game after that. Um, and you know, I had lots of lots of girls contribute off the bench. Um, just had you know, all around. It was a good team effort. It just unfortunately we fell short. You guys kind of, I was, I was kind of with those numbers. It kind of reinforced some thoughts I've had about your team as far as you know. You guys are kind of pesky. You know, you guys have turned up the the pressure, and you know, another year in the system. Um, has kind of paid dividends, and I think you guys had the first four games. You guys caused teams all kinds of problems, and here it looks like you guys caused all kinds of problems. And I know it was a loss, and we'll talk about the West Branch game here in a little bit. But you know, I think maybe you have found your defensive identity there. Yeah, I think um, we, when we press, I think it's effective, and then we can also fall back, and we have a couple different. Uh, half-court defenses that we're very comfortable running right now, and, and the girls are doing a great job of uh, recognizing and and getting and causing disturbances on the defensive end. And you know they're just leaps and bounds ahead of where they were last year at this time. Just the defensive knowledge of the game is just it's they're much better. They're clicking and doing a nice job helping each other and just knowing where to be at the right times. A lot of points scored in the first quarter. You guys were trailing 15-14, to 14, and then kind of a defensive battle. Is that how things shook out the rest of the way? Yeah, that's just they were you know, just turned into us playing good defense. We really couldn't get 
many transition buckets against them. Uh, they're very they take care of the ball really well. Um, they have some nice guards, and it just turned into you know defense rebounding, uh, second shots is what it boiled down to, and uh, they won that battle uh, in the first and the third quarter, and that's those are the two quarters we fell behind in and dug ourselves holes, and, and we fought back and, and played really well the second and fourth quarters both both. Uh, Kelsey Drake with 14, Ella Caffrey with 7, Peyton Serrata, Mallory Lang with 5 each, Lexi Walker and Peyton Ganser with 3, Charlotte Brown with 2, 31 rebounds led by Caffrey with 8. Peyton had 7 steals and a handful of people had blocked shots. I've noticed those numbers have kind of been on an uptick as well. Yeah, the defensive end, knowing how to help and knowing where to be. Uh, that leads to you know some good rebounding for our girls and um, you know just getting good anticipation on passes has led to some steals. Um, Peyton's been doing a great job uh, anticipating from the, the lower block and extending up to, to help on the wings to get some steals. And um, Ella and Peyton Gans are doing a great job on the boards um, and you know taking care of the ball when they get the rebounds, get it to the guard so we can get help, get going down the floor. I'll take us to West Branch. You guys hosted the Bears first of the two meetings here this year. Uh, the Monticello, you know, cross division, you play them once. Um, West Branch had their game against Solon at home, canceled, postponed, whatever you want to call it, on Monday. I know that, you know, uh, maybe, well, kind of hope maybe they would have played. They, West Branch got upset, first loss of the season uh, last Friday at Cascade, a close game, went to overtime. Um, you know, they're. I, I would assume you would have liked to see him play Solon, if nothing else, maybe to get one last look. I don't know. But you, regardless, you guys hosted them. And, you know, you guys got off to a tremendous start. You know, 8 nothing run to start the game, up 10-3. to three. Peyton had a big three to get to 8-0, and, you know, things were going early. Yeah, I thought our ball movement was excellent. I thought we our half-court sets on the offensive side. But we really did a lot of good things there. We made some nice passes, had some good finishes. Um, had some big kickouts and, and girls hitting some shots, and it just you know it boiled down to us starting to play with some confidence. And you know we lost to them 68 to 16 to end our season last year, and that's basically the same team that they brought back to play us last night. And we thought that uh, our girls really stepped up, knew what was at stake, and you know how they played against them last year. And I thought we really played three great quarters of basketball. And the fourth quarter, we just uh, we just couldn't hang on. They they got hot, and obviously they're a very good basketball team. Um, the Canaan girls, you know, outstanding ball handler, good shooter, uh, gets a lot of passes to, to girls that are open for shots. So she's, she's obviously a, a all state, you know, very top of the line player. Halftime, you guys led twenty three to twenty, and you know, you guys. You could see some belief, like, I'm not saying that you lacked confidence or belief, but, you know, when you have the top-ranked team in the state, you know, you just don't know how kids are going to react. You you like to think, you know, you you prepared and all that stuff. And, you know, with each passing minute of the first half, it just seemed like, you know, it's like been there, done that. You know, we, we've been in state softball. We've been in state volleyball. And, you know, dang it, we're pretty good this year, and we can hang with everybody. And, you know, you guys had that, and, you know, I'm guessing uh, uh, you saw that too. Yeah, I thought that the, they really stepped up to the challenge, knowing you know that they're playing the number one team in the state. And I thought that you know 
we didn't back down from that, the challenge or the opportunity um, to play. And like I said, they're a well-coached team. They, they do an excellent job. Um, and I thought that our girls really uh, stepped up and kind of took them out of their, their flow of the game early on and um, got us off to a good start. And then you could just see that the, the confidence level go up and on our side, knowing that, you know, oh, look, we can do this. And they started playing really good basketball, and I was very proud of their effort the entire game. Uh, they had nothing to, you know, hang their hats on after a loss like that. I thought that they you know, they battled until right till the end, and um, it was a good basketball game. Coach, this is the first time that Wilton scored over 50 points against West Branch since 2016. Third time, I'm sorry, fourth time since 2010. So, you know, it's been a while since uh, a Wilton team has kind of gone off on West Branch, so that's exciting, too, that, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, you guys, have, your offense has clicked this year so far, and um, it's good to see that against a quality team like West Branch because, you, you know, you just you don't want to roll in and, you know, beat up on the little guys and then have, have no pro- consistent production there. Yeah, I was really happy with Know, having three girls in double figures, I thought that was outstanding. Um, you know, Kelsey led the way with 19, and then Ella 13, and, and Peyton Toronto with 12. I thought that you know that got good contribution there. Girls were recognizing who was shooting or making good cuts to the basket. Um, there's a lot of good things happening on the offensive end for us, and I was very pleased with how we, we ran our offense because at times that's been, been a struggle for us. Uh, and I thought that you know going against a team of that caliber, being able to run our, our offense and be successful. I was very pleased with that. And I thought our effort on the defensive end was outstanding. I thought we rebounded extremely well. I haven't got that all in there in the computer yet, but I thought that, you know, we, we did a great job on the boards and took away second and third shots for them. That was, that was a big plus for us. You guys have two more home games before Christmas break, three games in total. And, Coach, am I crazy to think you guys have a good chance to get on a little roll here before Christmas break? Obviously, it would be nice to, to get going here and win some games. Obviously, we'll take them one at a time. Um, you know, we got Wapolo. Um, we really haven't ever played them. Uh, new team. So, um, we kinda, we're supposed to play Columbus Junction, but they do not have a varsity team for girls basketball. So, we are um, picked up Wapolo this year, and they're obviously missing their Columbus game as well because that's on their schedule from their conference. So, both teams are missing a game, and that's talked to Coach Brown, and he was willing to, uh, you know, get the game, and so um, <clears throat> it's a great opportunity for us to play someone different. You know, it could be someone in the tournament as well. Um, so just to get a different look. Um, coach Brown's a good coach, a good buddy of mine. So it'll be fun to play him and, and see what it's like uh, going against him. North Cedar and Anamosa, two North Division foes to close out the. Uh, pre-Christmas break. We'll have a lot to talk about next week. Thanks for coming on. Good luck. Go again. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes or follow the link posted on the Tipton Conservative Sports Facebook page. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. And until next time, we'll see you at the game.